We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads us, who guides us. Oh, God, touch every person's heart tonight. We ask, oh, God, that you be glorified. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and helping us, Lord, to come to this place as we ready our hearts and our minds to sit at your feet, to hear your words, that we may please you, honor you, worship you. We ask, O God, that your Holy Spirit would move in such a way that your word would prick the hearts to reveal the intentions of every man's heart. Let your word be a mirror as it is to reveal the unseen that no one sees, to unveil the unveiling that we may be more like Christ. Help us, O God, to be more serious in our walk, in the way we worship you, in walking in integrity. Help every man, every boy. Help the saints, Lord, to see what you would have us to see. Let your word filter through my mouth and through my heart. Help us all to be hearers of your word and also doers, lest we deceive ourselves. Lord, we thank you, O God, that You've been so patient, so kind. We look forward to seeing you on that day, face to face. The one who was pierced for us. The one who did not come off that cross. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your son who took our place. Bless us now as our, we share in the time of your word. Feed us, feed our souls that we may be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, but we will start at chapter 9, verse 24. But tonight lesson is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 13 actually 14 mm-hmm. I like that 1 Corinthians chapter 10 it says moreover brethren I do not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased 
for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolers, idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain as some of them also complain and were destroyed by the destroyer. Then all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for an admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except as such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Tonight I want to talk about, or lift up the subject, discipline for the disciple. Discipline for the disciple. You may or may not know that the word disciple means simply a follower. In terms of a believer in the body of Christ, we are to be disciples, lifelong followers of Jesus Christ. Turn with me, if you will, to Exodus chapter 20, Exodus chapter 20, and hold your place back in 1 Corinthians, Exodus chapter 20, starting at verse 1, and God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, you shall have no other gods before me. Turn back to 1 Corinthians. You should have no other gods before me. It's a strange thing to think that the church today has the word church or outside the building when in fact The big C is wallowing in the sin of idolatry. No, we don't have calf worship uh, like the Israelites had on the bottom of the mountain. But we do have things in this world that preoccupy that is the center of our Life. 
Yes, uh, when you think about your own life, if you were just to weigh the time that you give unto the Lord, all of us have been guilty of idolatry. It's sad that we have to discuss this, but it's so true and so befitting because even in the Old Testament, when God told all his children to have no other God before him, guess what the children of Israel did? They were guilty of idol worship. You know, if we're not God-centered, you guessed it, we're self-centered. If a man is not self-centered, he should be God-centered. Tonight is just a reminder that If this applies to us, we need to repent. Let's walk the text. Verse 1, moreover, brethren, I do not want you, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I do not want you to be unaware or ignorant that all of our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. Verse 2, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Notice the undertones, the progression, the snowball effect that All were included in receiving God's blessing, but some were excluded from taking in those blessings. Let me remind us, as the children of Israel crossed in the wilderness, help me, Holy Ghost, and the clouds kept them in shade, And guided them. And as God led them through the sea. God was their covering. But he was also their protection. The reason why many of us in the body of Christ. Wallow in sin. Receive chastisement from the Lord. Go through trials that we could have avoided is simply because we're not under the cloud. We're not allowing God to lead us, and thus we are neglecting to be protected by his hand. Just like cloud, they provide shade from the sun, God provides protection Refuge, as a matter of fact, in Psalms, it says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. It is no doubt that we as believers 
will incur trouble someday. Some of us might be in trouble today. But the fact of the matter is, is not how big our trouble is, it's how big our God is. It does not matter what we're faced with. God is with us forever. How do we have that promise? He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The children of Israel, I'm glad that they went through it because it's an example, their lifestyle, so we can be blessed by even their faults. Uh, My dad used to say, and you might have heard it even on your job. Learn what to do and learn what not to do. We are told that they were under a cloud and all passed through the sea. I like that being under a cloud. Not only did God provide shade, but he provided what? protection he provided their substance thank you holy thank you brother he provided everything that they needed some of us are walking away are stepping out of bounds from being underneath the cloud How do I know that? Every time that the children of Israel disobeyed God, they were outside the cloud. As God leads the children to his promised land, he wants to develop them in order to obey him. But in love. He don't want to hold them uh, by gunpoint. He don't want to make them do anything that they don't want to do. He want them to lovingly want to submit to him. Being under the cloud is also speaks of God's authority. See, idolatry... Is sin because it cuts God out of the picture. Let's make it plain. How long, how much have we allowed God to be in the picture of our daily lives? Let's make it, let's come down your row, on your street, on my street. Did we open the word of God this morning? Don't answer that. You and God know that. Did we pray this morning? Did we talk to the Lord as we walked down the street, as we encountered those difficult situations even on our job? We need more of the Lord today. We all do. We all need the reminders. We all need God to help us to grow in him. To show him how much we love him. 
Let's walk the text. Verse 2, it says, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Notice that the children of Israel collectively were baptized into Moses and into the sea. Meaning they, they fell under, voluntarily under Moses' authority in Christ. In Christ Jesus, he allows us to be baptized in him because of what he has done on our behalf. He was the only one that kept the law of God perfectly. He was the only one that fulfilled God's law perfectly. He's the only one that actually helps us, qualifies us to be baptized in him. I like that baptism because when you think about the children of Israel, when they cross the Red Sea and then they cross the Jordan River, we see a picture of two baptisms. I like that. Being baptized by the water and in the spirit. It's important to notice that when they go into Canaan, Cana, with Joshua, the reason why they have to go through the second baptism because they will encounter spiritual warfare. When we come to Christ, we will encounter every day until he raptures us, takes us home, spiritual warfare. Whether old or young, we need to focus on the fact that God has called us to be soldiers in his army. That means we have to be ready for war every day. Not lackadaisical. Think about it. If we, when 9-11 happened, thank you, Holy Ghost. When 9-11 happened, those who were in the military and those who weren't in the military, guess what we did? We was war ready. Why? Because we were threatened by the enemy that we saw. But as Christians, we know who our enemy is, whom we don't see, but we still don't want to prepare for battle. We need to prepare every day. Satan seeks to distract us, deceive us in order to destroy us, to destroy our witness. How do you know that? Look at look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Let's walk it. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for a prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, 
I myself should become disqualified. We as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are to engage, we are to run our race in order that it will not disqualify us. If you're caught up in pornography, repent. If you're caught up on whatever sin that is drawing you, distracting you, seemingly ensnaring you, and it's not. Because whom the son sets free, he's what? Free indeed. Praise God. It says in verse 3, all ate the same spiritual food. All drank the same spiritual drink. Notice it didn't say some, it said all. Meaning the importance of eating and drinking was pivotal in their growing. I'm going to say that one more time. The importance of their eating and drinking was pivotal in their growing. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let's turn to Matthew. Let's turn to Matthew right now. Let's walk the text. Matthew, thank you, Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 5. You know where I'm going. If you don't know, we're going to find out. Amen. You guys know exactly where I'm going. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. To make our point, to parallel the two verses. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Notice it didn't say, blessed are those who nibble. Your Bible say nibble? Do your Bible say snack? Blessed are those who snack. Who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be. I want to ask y'all a question. What is your appetite? I mean, when you think about it, we all have an appetite for something. We have a craving, we have a desire for something in this world more than just physical food. As Christians, our appetite, you know what it is, it should be for the will of God. Jesus said, I come not to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. My meat is to do the will of the Father. What is, what is our appetite? Some of us are snacking on junk food every day. Junk food of the TV, junk food of, uh, of the gym, junk food of whatever it is distracting us from our commitment to be filled constantly with the word of God to thirst by from the, from the rock. You know, you know what the water is, right? Jesus is the living water. We know Jesus is Lord. We know Jesus, he's the Lamb of God, but we don't want to spend time in the Word. Why is that? 
in our members. It's warring flesh against the spirit. We got a war. A ticking time bomb. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. God is equipping every last one of us through his spirit, but we need to feast on Christ every day in the word. You think, oh, he just, you know, if you old, you got gray hair, then you need to worry more because you're going to see the Lord soon. <laughs> we all need the word. We all need the word. Young men, you need the word. Middle-aged men, you need the word. Older men, you need the word. We all, how do I know we all need the word? Because all of Israel, they ate and they drunk. They all. They all participated in a full course meal. You got it. When we began to grow and study God's word, we can go from sitting to walking. What am I saying? A lot of us, no, yeah, amen. A lot of us are not participating in our spiritual gifts because we have been snacking and not feasting. You know, you, have, you take a survey, you know, we got some professional saints. You know, we got some senior saints. Meaning, they got seniority, but you ask them, hey man, have, what, what, what did the Lord do for you? Uh, do, do you have any stories that tell me uh, what God has done in your life? We should be sharing about God's word to the next generation. As a matter of fact, God wanted the children of Israel to pass down what he had done for them in order to remind the next generation who he is, who he is. Amen. To never forget. Us dads, if we're not reminding our children or, or, or telling them about the goodness of God, the grace of God, we know when we've been through some things and it and it was nothing but Jesus, nothing but the Lord that got us through it. Amen. And sometimes we, we, we are silent, but sometimes we need to open our mouths and say, come here, son. Come here, daughter. Let me talk to you. Let me explain to you what God had done for me in this situation. I know you're worried about where money's going to come from. I know you're worried about, you know, this and that. But God will provide if it's his will. He will provide. Let's keep walking the text. And all drank the same spiritual food in verse 4. Spiritual drink. For they all drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. You say, how in the world did the rock follow them? I'm glad you asked. Every time God told them to take a shovel and dig a well, guess what? From the rock, what happened? It was some water flowing underneath the surface that everywhere they stepped, guess what? Jesus was walking with them. The rock. He followed them. He sustained them, meaning when they walked under the clouds, when they walked under God's protection, when they walked in God to obey him, he provided their every need, every step of the way. And the Bible says even their shoes were not worn 
all Fort Bend. I'm telling you, that's better than Jordan's. That's better than them hokas. I, I don't know. My, my wife got some hokas. I don't know how you pronounce it. Hokas, whatever. I call them bingo bangers. You know what I mean? Because them things, them things got thick, 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 thick soles, like, like two or three inches. But my point is, is that when they relied on God, he's, he sustained them on their journey. Verse 5, but with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Whoo. Now, what would make a holy God unpleased? It was people that lack faith. They disobey God throughout their journey. Now, these things became our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. The problem with discipline in the life of a disciple is we are lacking self-control. Say that one more time. We are lacking self-control. Last time I checked, that's, that's part of the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. Self-control. For you young men, you know you got to do your homework. Don't wait till the last minute to do your homework. Lack of self-control. Amen. Man, I get no amens with y'all young men. Amen. I was there. I did it. I'm not the only one that didn't do my homework. My mom had to make me do my homework. Sometimes I got whoopings because I did not do my homework. The principle is this. When we hunger and thirst after righteousness, the right things that God wants for us, we should not be made, have to be made to do it. Just like we shouldn't have to make our children do our homework, but why does God have to make us study the Bible? It's hypocritical to tell our children, I want you to do your homework and we don't do our homework. Whoo! Amen. When was the last time we as men cracked the book open and had a Bible study with our children? It's a great reminder for all of us. Everybody say amen. amen. Verse 6, now these things were, became our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Lust is to desire, have desires. In, in this context, this is evil desires, contrary to God's will, contrary to what is righteous, contrary to, to right living. The Israelites lusted. They lusted, meaning they continued to lust. And we can't really bash them too hard because we're in the same boat. How many times you go through Costco, they got them beautiful, nice TVs right in the front. <laughs> now, I know some of us be lusting after them TVs. Some do, some don't. But my point is, is that 
We see so many things that the world is they come is coming at us all the time. It's getting us to a place where we're not content. Only in Christ we can be filled and satisfied. Why is that? We know that this is not our home. It's temporary. No matter how big your shack is, no matter how big my shack is, you got a 5,000 square foot shack, you got a 4,000 square foot shack, you got an 18, you got a 16, you got a 1,200, you got a shoebox for a house, it don't matter, it's all a shack compared to heaven. I don't care if it's a mansion, I don't care if it's a Lamborghini, I don't care if it's a Mercedes Benz, whatever it is, it can burn up, it can decay, guess what, it will not last. Why is it that we're focused so much on the temporal and not the eternal? Verse 7, and do not become idolaters, idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now, they weren't playing PlayStation, I'm going to tell you that. This play in this context is talking about immorality. They have, they, when Moses went up on the mountain and, and, and he, him and Joshua was coming down with the Ten Commandments, they heard all this ruckus and this noise. They was partying their butts off. But in this context, it talks about, it's talking about sexual immorality. When they were having idol worship, they were engaging in sexual immorality. Jesus says, if we lust after a woman, look at that woman to lust after, we have already committed adultery in our heart. Idolatry is a form of immorality. How do you know that? When Israel, every time they they would worship other idols, guess what? The Bible called that harlot. They played the harlot. They two-timed on God. What am I saying? When we allow our time... Time, talent, and treasure to be preoccupied other than what's good for the kingdom, it's idolatry. Verse 8, nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day 23,000 fell. If you check the Old Testament, it says 24,000. It's not a contradictory. Let's read what the Bible says. It says, in one day, 23 fell, 23,000. It didn't say the remaining fell afterwards, after a day, thereafter. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. Because of disobedience, God plagued the nation of Israel. Perhaps the reason why many of our churches are dry is because the men are not in the word. In most churches, you see a lot of women leading in leadership. Why is that? Because men fail to take their rightful place. In God, in Christ. There are some men who volunteer 
who step up to the plate. But we need all men on deck. You ever heard that? All men on deck. Not some. All men on deck. I don't think we're going to be able to get through all this. I think I'm going to have to stop right now. They were guilty of idolatry. They were guilty of sexual immorality. They were guilty of complaining. Mm -mm -mm. As some of them also tempted, so they tested God and were destroyed by serpents, nor complained as some of them also complained. Some tested God. You know, they, they always wanted the best food, the best drinks. It's just, it baffles me. God provide food and water, and they complained the whole journey to Moses that you brought us out here to kill us. We're going to starve to death. They forgot. They forgot what God had done for them. Have we forgotten what God has done for us? Everybody close your eyes and and I'm done. Imagine, I I want you to imagine this. If If this applies to you, I don't know if everyone's saved in here, but I want you to imagine this. Imagine the day that you surrendered to Jesus Christ, that you accepted the Lord as Lord and Savior, do you remember how broken you were? Do you remember how much joy you had? Do you remember the love? Do you remember that you felt so inadequate, not worthy, but you felt the love of God? And we were willing to what? Live for him the rest of our days. Somewhere, open your eyes. Somewhere in our walk, we've lost our step. We're out of step. We need to get back in step. Return back to our first love. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, and love. Lord, help us, Lord, to... Seek first the kingdom of God in all your righteousness, and you will add all these things unto us, our needs and not our greed. Help us, Lord, to be men of integrity that walk uprightly before you, no matter who's watching, to love you, to obey you, to not be guilty of idolatry, of self-centeredness, that we preoccupy our whole day, what we want to do, our agenda, instead of what you would love for us to do. Help us to love not only in word, but in also action. Stir our hearts. Lord, we all repent of sin. We all repent. There's something we all need to repent of, Lord. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of your glory. There's none righteous, no, not one.
Forgive us for our sins, Lord, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Help us to get right back in step, in line. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Renew our walk. Renew our fellowship. Restore us again. Revive us again. In Jesus' name, amen.